Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is it is Tuesday, June the 27th, 2023, and we're uh, right here in the heat of the summer, y'all. Yeah, just a um, few days away from 4th of July weekend. Um, yeah, it's hard to believe, man. We're already... At Fourth of July weekend, oh wow! But yeah, so glad that you're on. We're reading through the Book of Romans uh, this week. We're in Romans chapter ten today. So hope you have your Bible or you're, or uh, just listening along here as we walk through chapter ten today. Uh, continuing this conversation, Paul began in the Book of Romans uh, about Israel, and today we continue picking up the issue: Will all of Israel be saved? This is I love this I love the book of Romans for a lot of reasons but one of the reasons I love it is because it addresses a lot of the uh common kind of intellectual questions that we have about well, what about the Jews now that Jesus has come what happens with the Jews what about them what what does it mean for the Jewish people and Paul speaking as a Jewish man addresses this in a very logical um fairly extensive way in the word of God. So, so let's do it. Let's see what the word of the Lord has to say to us today. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for sharing this. Uh, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Romans chapter 10. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. <clears throat> so Paul's saying, look, let me make it clear. I want all of Israel to be saved. That's my, I would love that. That's my heart. He's an Israelite himself. I, that's, that's what I desire. That's my heart's desire and prayer. Verse 2. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge, since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination underline, 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 highlight, underscore. Verse 4, Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. So Paul's saying, the Israel, as an Israelite, we have been very zealous for the law. We've been very zealous for these things, but we've created laws and rules, but, we, but they haven't been based on knowledge. What, what knowledge? The revelation of Jesus. They haven't been based on... We, we haven't, we are missing the biggest thing here. Um, and Paul was saying, in a sense, evidence of this is the fact that so many of us as Israelites missed Jesus. We missed who he was. We missed what God had done in Jesus. It's not based on knowledge. It's based on all these works and religion, but it, we've missed the revelation, the whole thing for which it, it was pointing to, which was Jesus, because Christ is the culmination of the law. We've been so working on the law that we 
we forgot that the law was pointing to something. We missed the forest for the trees, as it were. We got so into the law that we missed the perfect revelation, the perfect knowledge, which is Jesus. Christ is, verse 4 is worth underlining again. I love that verse. Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for who? For everyone, Jew and Gentile alike. The Jews are not ex excluded. Christ has opened up the door. He's, ex he's expanded the opportunities for salvation. He's not limited the, the opportunities for salvation. He's expanded it now beyond only the Jews to also the Gentiles. Verse 5, Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does, not, who does those things will live by them. But the righteousness that, righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will ascend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Wow. Romans 10.9, man, that's one worth underlining. That's one, for some reason, that verse is not underlined in my Bible right here, and it shall be now underlined. Yeah. The... um. So Paul is making this distinction that you know the righteous. What is different now about um, the gospel uh, of Jesus is that salvation is not by works. It actually never was, but it is now by clearly by faith in Jesus. It's not by righteousness that is based on obedience to the law. Salvation is now based on faith in Jesus Christ, and through that faith in Jesus Christ, righteousness is a appropriated is applied to our lives and the way in the and paul basically says what does that look like well how do you how do i know that i have faith well romans 10 9 if you declare with your mouth so you say it out loud jesus is lord and you believe it so you're not just saying it it's not just a just not not you know uh, in words only but you really believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So it's not everyone in other places in the New Testament, Jesus will say, it's not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will be, enter into the kingdom of heaven. And here Paul kind of is saying the same thing. So you do say it, you say Jesus is Lord, but you also believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. You believe the message of the gospel. You believe that Jesus lived this perfect life, provided provided an atoning sacrifice for sin on the cross, and God raised him on the third day. If you believe that, and you confess that, you will be saved. Hmm. I want to encourage you today, man. Maybe there's someone who stumbled across this podcast, and you don't know if you're in relationship with God. You don't know if you're saved. Take an inventory of your heart. Do you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead? You may get hung up on all these other issues. I mean, I tell people all the time, man, you know, if people get hung up on, well, I don't know about, you know, these, these issues about what, about, um, you know, obviously the issues of homosexuality are huge and, and gender identity and all those cultural issues going on. And the Bible has very clear guidance on those things. But beside, put that aside. And people get hung up on that and, and creationism, like, right? was it a literal seven days or was it, you know, er, old earth, 
young earth, all that, all those conversations. And people get all hung up about that. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm a scientist, so I can't believe, you know, or, uh, whatever it is. The bottom line is, do you believe God raised Jesus from the dead? Like, that's the bottom line. If you believe God raised Jesus from the dead, then that changes everything. <laughs> then, then that means he is Lord. That means it doesn't really matter what your or my opinion is. But if I don't believe God raised Jesus from the dead, why, why, why bother with all those other secondary issues about how what the Word of God teaches? Like, if I don't believe Jesus was raised from the dead, why get hung up on what's ta ta talked about in Leviticus or what's talked about in the epistles of Paul? Why, why even, don't even worry about it. If you don't believe God raised Jesus from the dead, well, like, don't stress out about it. you got bigger issues. <laughs> but if God ra indeed raised Jesus from the dead, then it really doesn't matter your opinion about Leviticus or the epistles of Paul, because that means that God, Jesus is Lord, and he has authority over all of it. And it's his word, and he knows more than I do. Um, if he has been raised from the dead, he clearly is more powerful than me. <laughs> and so I surrender to his wisdom and his purposes. But that's how you're saved. You confess with your mouth, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. See, the Paul's making the distinction because um, in Israelite religion, it was all about works. Um, it is with your actions that you prove that you're a righteous person. It's by uh, doing these rituals. It's by showing up at this religious event. That's how you show that you're in right relationship with God. But Paul's saying, no, no, actually it's with the heart that you believe in are justified. It's the condition of your heart. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. That's good news. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So the question is, will everyone be saved? Uh, yes, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. <laughs> so so it's, there's no, it's not an exclusive invitation. So it's not like salvation is only now for certain people. No, it's open. It's, it's inclusive to everyone. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So can everyone be saved? Yes. Is everyone saved? Yes, everyone is saved who calls on the name of the Lord. <laughs> so, no, some because some people will not call on the name of the Lord. How then can they be saved, or how can they call on one they have not believed in? Okay, so how, how are they going to call on the Lord if they, if they don't believe in the Lord? And how can they believe in the one in whom they have not heard? So how can they believe, how can they call on the Lord when they haven't heard about the Lord? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they hear about the Lord unless someone tells them about the Lord, preaches about the Lord? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? Unless people are disciples who are intending to make disciples. Unless a disciple intends to make another disciple, there won't be other people who will hear the good news and then by hearing the good news, choose to believe and 
call on the name of the Lord and be saved. So here Paul is tying a important, um, unbreakable cord between proclamation of the gospel and salvation. That proclamation of the gospel and being sent, sent as missionaries, sent as preachers, sent as ambassadors, sent ones are necessary to what? To proclaim, to teach, to share, to disciple, so that people can hear. And then by hearing, they can believe upon the Lord, and by believing, be saved. You know, I um, over the years, people, you know, throw rocks at the church and throw rocks at preaching and throw rocks. And obviously, I'm a preacher. I have, a, I have strong opinions about this. But here's the thing. It's in the Word of God, and it's this. Preaching isn't going away. Now, is it always going to look like someone standing on a stage in front of a microphone proclaiming to crowds? I don't know. It's been going on like that for 2,000 years uh, in different size crowds and groups and uh, assemblies. But this is for sure. The proclamation of the gospel will not stop until, the, until God brings a close uh, to all things. There will always be a place for preaching. It is always necessary, and it really uh, its one of my pet peeves when people um, diminish the importance of preaching. Despite, they, they, they diminish the importance of preaching despite the obvious results and impact of preaching. Now, preaching doesn't take the place of individual evangelism. No, we, we, all of us go out as disciples and make, make disciples of other people uh, and reach those who are far from God. But the, the, the calling to preach, the role of preaching, the, the uh, grace that flows through preaching, and now by preaching, I'm not saying you're, that means you necessarily are screaming and hollering and all of that. It just means the proclamation. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. And there will always be a place for the proclamation of the gospel, the public proclamation of the gospel. How will they hear without a preacher? And how will your friends hear unless you share with them the good news? How will, you, how will your sons and daughters hear unless you preach? Excuse me. I wasn't getting choked up there. I was getting um, <laughs> another sneeze coming. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, how can, And here you go. How can anyone preach unless they are sent? So um, th I think that's one of the important things. So that's why we send missionaries. That's why we, um, we support pastors um, is because, you know, in a strict sense, okay, so like, yes, in a legal sense, pastors are employed by churches, and so I am employed by Bayside Community Church, and the elders are my bosses um, in a strict sense. But in a spiritual sense, the, uh, the, the money that is given to me by the church is not to pay an employee. It's, to, it's, a, it's kind of like the same way you would support a missionary. It's, it's the church saying, I see a calling on your life, and we want to support you so that you can devote yourself to that calling. 
so you can proclaim the gospel, so that you can develop leaders, so you can develop others who can develop, who can make disciples. You can, you can help make disciples who will make disciples. We see this calling on your life, so we're going to take care of your financial needs so that you can focus on that. So in a spiritual sense, that's what's... So how can, how can people preach unless they're sent? Well, people have to support them. They have to pray for them. They have to financially support them in other ways. There's other models. Some people don't work full-time at a church. Some have other occupations, and they're just as called and, in some sense, more effective than those who have a vocational uh, ministry job. But that's, that's how that compensation in the church, and it's been going on forever. It's not a new thing. So it's not like the church, strictly speaking, in a spiritual sense, it's not that church hiring someone. It's the church saying, I see the call of God in your life, and we want you to be able to focus on that. And to do that, we're going to take care of your financial needs, or at least a portion of your financial needs. Yeah, so it's the same thing. So how can, how can people hear unless someone is sent? And how can anyone preach unless they're sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And that's the idea of like at the end of what people, people would bring at the end of the, uh, that's an evangelist, someone who would bring good news. And so the idea is like, you know, when a war was over, when there was good news to be brought, someone, a, uh, a courier would come and declare the good news. Hey, the war is over. Hey, um, you're free. How beautiful are the feet? How, what a blessing it is to see feet coming, people coming who are giving you good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah said, this is the Old Testament, right? Lord, who has, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I ask you, did they not hear? Of course they did. So they, they heard. They're without excuse. They heard the word of the Lord, but they haven't believed the message. Their voice, the voice, their voice has gone out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. So the prophetic word has gone out. Again, I ask, did the Israelites not understand? Of course they did. Moses says, I will make you envious by those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that has no understanding. So you have understanding. They don't have understanding. Uh, that is Gentiles. But watch. God's going to guys. This is Moses speaking. Moses is saying, this is coming, guys. I will make you angry by a, a nation that has no understanding. You'll be envious of what God is doing among those who are not Israelites. Verse 20. And Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. This is the Lord speaking through Isaiah. I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. Again, talking to about Gentiles. But concerning Israel, he says, all day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. Wow. <laughs> so Paul's saying Israel has had every opportunity, um, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But the problem is that the Lord has been holding out his arms for salvation, offering up Jesus, offering up his son as a, uh, a, a sacrifice for sin for everyone, for Jew and Gentile alike. And as it relates to the Israelites, Paul is here drawing from 
Old Testament prophets who themselves were saying, speaking on behalf of God, all day long I've held out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. You haven't responded. So the reason Israel, not all of Israel will be saved is because there are many who are obstinate and stubborn. And it's not just Israelites, right? It's Jew, it's all people. There's, there's, <laughs> that's true of so many people. God is opening up his, his arms of grace and mercy and acceptance and offering salvation, and he waits with arms open. In so many cases, it's to an obstinate and stubborn people. Hmm. Thank, thank God he, the Lord is gracious and kind. Thank the Lord that, that you came to the point where you received that, that, that uh, good news, that message of salvation. Amen? Man, I'm sure glad uh, my eyes were open to respond to the incredible riches of His grace. Awesome. All right, you guys, let's pray together. Thank you so much for being on today. Lord, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit that is able to teach and instruct and help us to connect even across a podcast. I pray for your Holy Spirit to minister this word to our hearts, that it would not only be something we hear, but something we live out, Lord, that we would be those who are sent, sent messengers, Lord, that we would be sent ones into our homes, into our communities, into our schools, into our neighborhoods, to be ambassadors of the good news and to preach not to yell, not to shout necessarily, but to share and to, to proclaim the good news of the gospel so that others might hear, and by hearing, believe, and by believing, be saved. We ask that you would use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing. This podcast, that means so much to me. We're up over, I don't know, almost, we're getting close to 50,000 downloads of the podcast. So thanks so much for that. It's because you share it and let people know about it. And so thanks so much. And leaving comments, because the more comments you leave, positive comments you leave, and ratings, the more this podcast jumps into the circulation when people are searching for podcasts. So thank you for doing that. You guys have a fantastic day. Tomorrow we'll be back at it with Romans chapter 11. Always love to hear from you. So if you want to reach out to me, you can always do that at BibleStudy2020 at gmail.com. BibleStudyPodcast2020 at gmail.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time. Bye. God remains the age, though the earth may pass away. Your word remains the same. Yeah. Your history can prove. There's nothing you can't do, you're faithful and true. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.